I think Chris got it wrong. It's the sage bush of Cyprus, probably, and just about burned out. Well, it's good to be with you today. Mark and Laura had planned to be here. Mark was going to start a new series of messages today. But the people in Cancun, who mean a lot to them because they started that work, as Chris mentioned, 16 years ago, just begged and pleaded and urged them to come and be with them today on their first day in their first building that they've ever had. And so they're really excited. It was supposed to rain there. I don't know whether it is or not, but hopefully let's pray for them today as we have our service. Pray that uh, things will work well. The building is really not finished, but they had to get out of the hotel that they've been meeting in because they had other commitments. And so they've moved in early and a lot of things could go wrong, but just pray the Lord will take care of it all and they'll have a wonderful, wonderful day. Now let's pray for our service here. Just join with me. Father, we ask this morning that your spirit will touch us in the way that only you can and that you will bring to pass your truth for each of our hearts and that you will show us what we need to know and that you will give us the power to do something about it. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'm constantly amazed at how God can take a few sentences from the Bible, a verse that's very small, and impact my life with it, and impact the lives of others with it. And over the years, as may have been true of you if you've been a believer very long, God has taken a verse, maybe one that's well-known or maybe one that's not well-known, and somehow he's driven it right into your heart and made a difference. That's true of a verse for my wife and myself in these latter years of our lives, a verse in the book of Psalms that's almost hidden away in chapter 118. And it's a verse that's only two sentences long, just a few words, but it's truly impacted us. Here's the verse, Psalm 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The first sentence of the, of the verse is a statement that this is the day God made. The second part is the declaration that we will rejoice and be glad in it. What my wife and I have found is that living life is not easy. You've learned that, right? Or if you haven't, you will. But what we've learned also is that we have to live one day at a time. You can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. If you're going to make life worthwhile, you have to focus on today. Now, that's true of everybody, whether they're old or young, rich or poor. If you're going to live life to the full, you've got to make the most of today. You've got to please God today. You've got to do what you're going to do today. We only have today. We don't know about tomorrow, and we can't go back to yesterday. So we want to focus on that this morning. I want to show you three truths that I believe this verse shares with us. First is that we need to recognize today is a special gift from God. You may want to follow me in your sermon notes and follow along and fill in those blanks. If you do, feel free to do so. Recognize today is a special gift from God. The Bible says that every good and every perfect gift is from above. 
and comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, no changes, no shadow of turning. The God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But he gives us each day as a special gift. Now think of it this way. I have 24 hours. I have 1,440 minutes. I have 86,400 seconds in today. Now, it'll be gone forever after this day is over. I'll never have an opportunity to undo. I'll never have an opportunity to change. I'll never have an opportunity to deal with anything because it's over. Because that day will never be again. And so, each day needs to be practiced in God's presence. Let me ask you this. If someone loves you very, very much, and they give you a special gift, what do you do? Well, you appreciate the gift, and you thank them profusely for the gift, and then you put that gift to its expected use, whatever it is. And that's what God wants us to do with today. He wants us to take today as a special gift. This Sunday, today, is my special gift from God. He's given it to me, and he's offered me the opportunity to live it for him, to make the most of it, to do the things that matter, and to let it be important. You see, we have to recognize that whatever we're going to do, we have to do today. It was on a today many years ago, recognizing that I might not have a tomorrow that I opened my life to Christ and asked him to forgive my sins. And I accepted his payment on the cross. And I trusted him as my Lord and Savior. That was the beginning of a whole new world for me. That was the beginning of a whole new life for me. But it happened on a today when I recognized I might not have another opportunity. I might not have another day. I might not have another tomorrow. So whatever we plan to do, we need to do it today. Maybe you've been thinking, you know, I really need to show my wife or my husband how much I love them. I really need to tell them more. I really need to express it to them. I really need to let them know how special they are. Do it today. If you don't do it today, you probably won't do it. Tell them today. Share with them today. Let them know today. Maybe you've been intending to express to your mom and dad your appreciation for them. Do it today. You don't know about tomorrow, but you can do it today. You can express it today on your way home from church today. Maybe tell them how much they mean to you. Maybe you've been thinking that there was somebody in your, in your life, maybe from the past, that you needed to send an email to or a text or make a phone call or send a letter or visit to let them know, you know, you really made a difference in my life. You really were a friend when I needed one. And you haven't talked to them in a long time. And you've said, you know, tomorrow I'm going to do that. Tomorrow I'm going to do that. Don't wait till tomorrow. This afternoon, write that letter, send that email, and make that phone call. Whatever it is God wants you to do. Maybe there, uh, there are some people that you've thought about who are lonely and who need someone just to kind of stand beside them. And you've intended to say, you know, I'm going to be that person to kind of step in there and help them a little bit. Do it today. If you don't do it today, you probably won't do it. Because God's brought it to your mind, so you will step out and do it. Maybe there's some people you've been thinking, I need to pray for them. They're having a tough time. They're having a lot of heartaches. I need to pray for them. Don't wait till tomorrow. Today, 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 pray for them. So this is a special gift this day we have today. 
It's the only time we'll ever have this day. We'll never have it again. And the opportunities that flow our way and the responsibilities that come to us will never come again. This is the day the Lord has made. But also, secondly, I think this verse helps us to see that we need to refuse to miss today by focusing too much on the past or too much on the future. You see, it's easy to get stuck in the past. Some of you are stuck in the past. It reminds me of a, of a story I read about a little boy who got a fruit jar and punched some holes in the top, and he caught some flies, and he put them in his fruit jar. They first tried to get out, but they couldn't, and so he noticed they just flew around in the fruit jar in a circle. So after a little while, he took the top off, but they still just flew around in a circle. They didn't recognize that the jar lid was off. They didn't recognize that the door was open. They didn't realize there was a way of escape. They just kept flying around in a circle. They were stuck. And some of us are stuck in the past. It may be past failures or sins or mistakes that are in your life and and they constantly come back to preoccupy your thoughts and to keep you from enjoying the present. And and maybe those sins are are something, are failures back there or, or have to do with some events of yesterday that dictate your life today. And you're overwhelmed by that. But life is not good when you live your life in the past. So if you are guilty of failures in the past, who isn't? Who isn't? I was reading an article in this morning's paper about Billy Graham, one of the greatest men of God who's ever lived, and his the closest associates said of him, he was the greatest man that ever known, the most godly man that ever known, but they all said he had, he, he was not perfect. He was a sinner like all of us. And so you failed back there. Maybe you failed miserably. Maybe you failed terribly. Maybe you hurt some people. Maybe you did some things that really embarrass you and they haunt you. Let me tell you what to do with them today. The scripture says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he forgives us our sins and he cleanses us of all unrighteousness. If you could walk out of here today and know that your past was forgiven, the Bible says in symbolic language, that he puts it behind his back, God does, so he can't see it anymore. The Bible says he removes it as far as the east is from the west. The Bible says he buries it into the depths of the sea. And I know there's one place in the Pacific Ocean that's 31,000 feet deep, and he buries it in a place like that, and he remembers it against us no more. Oh, how wonderful it is to be forgiven and to know that our past has been forgiven. And no matter how sordid or sad or difficult it was, he forgives. But maybe it's not a failure in the past on your part. Maybe it's a hurt that's got you stuck in the past. Somebody hurt you. I mean, they really hurt you. You trusted them, and they hurt you. They hurt you so much you've not been able to overcome it. You constantly think about it. You remember it. It causes you to ache in your heart. I want to ask you today, don't you want to get that something out of, the, out of your life today, that past experience? God says he will enable us to forgive that person who hurt us. You say, well, I can't forgive them because what they did was awful. We're not denying that. You say, I can't forgive them because I would let them off the hook. No, you don't have them on the hook. 
You see, they have you on the hook because you're the one who's miserable. You're the one who's hurting. You're the one who can't forgive. They don't even care probably. And so when you for ask God to give you the power to forgive them, you release yourself from the bondage of your own tomb of unforgiveness. And you begin to experience the joy of knowing that, <clears throat> you know, even though that person did me, did me wrong, God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. He'll take care of it. I can't do anything about it anyway. But he will help me release the past. Maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's a, a heartache. Someone you loved very much, a child, a parent, a mate, died. And the, the, the ache of your heart is so great because there's an emptiness there because they're gone. And you'll always miss them. <clears throat> and you'll always feel that hurt in some degree. But you can, you can turn the scar of that hurt today into a beauty mark. It can be the beauty mark of concern for other people who are experiencing the same thing. You can become a comforter to those who experience that. And God can help you release that hurt and, and experience blessing because of it. It may be that you're stuck in the spirit of hopelessness. Things aren't going to change. It's not going to get any better. Life is only going to be bad. Listen to what Paul said after he came to know the Lord and started living for him. He had been a persecutor of Christians and became an ardent follower of Christ. Philippians 3.13, I am focused all my energies on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now let me help you do this. Would you identify right now something in your past that still bothers you? Identify it. A sin, a failure, a hurt, a scar. Identify it. Say, here it is, Lord. It really hurts. And, and I really feel it. And I worry about it. And I think about it. And now, as you, after you've identified it, would you... Would you expose the false beliefs that you've built around that? You see, what we do, we, we build false beliefs in our own minds. We say things like, I can't overcome that. I can't be forgiven for that. I can't deal with that. I'll always feel this way. These are all false beliefs. None of those are true. We can be forgiven. We can release that. We can let go of that if we let God have his way. So release your past into his hand. Here's three things to do if you need to. Maybe you only need to do one. Maybe you need to do all three. First, ask God for forgiveness if you need that. He'll forgive. Second, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. That's sometimes hard to do, but he will enable us to do it. And third, forgive those other people that hurt you. Don't get stuck in the past. Live today. This is a great day. Also, it's easy to get stuck because we, we can keep our eyes and our focus on the future. We keep looking to tomorrow. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. That's so true. You see, worry is sand in the machinery of our bodies, minds, and emotions. It will totally disrupt our lives. Some of you are so worried today. You're fretting, you're anxious, you're worried about things. And what good is your worrying doing? Worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair and rocking and rocking and rocking and rocking, but you never go anywhere. You never get anywhere. You just sit in the same place. And that's what most of us do. That's why Paul wrote in, in the book of Philippians again, he wrote, 
Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank God for all things. What a great way to live our lives today. But you see, some of us are not worrying, but we're anticipating tomorrow. I had this problem when I was younger. I was always anticipating tomorrow, so much so that I couldn't live to the full today. I remember when I was in high school, and I knew God wanted me to be a preacher. I sensed that he was leading me to be a, a minister of the gospel, and I was excited about it. And so I thought, you know, when I get to college and I can study all those things that will help me be a good preacher, that will be wonderful. And then when I got to college, I thought, you know, when I get to graduate school in the seminary and can study the Bible, really study the Bible, that's going to be so, so much better, so much so much more wonderful. Then when I was in seminary, I said, you know, when I get out of seminary and get into my first church where it's full time and I can spend all my time preaching and, and counseling and praying with people and helping people, that would be great. But you see, all those times I was thinking about the future. I missed a lot for, in the present. I missed a lot of today because tomorrow was on my mind. Don't focus so on tomorrow that you miss today. You've got 24 hours. Make the most of it. Let God use you. So that brings me to the last thought. Rejoice in today and make it special. Rejoice in today and make it special. Choose to trust God today. No matter what's going on, choose to trust God today. One day Moses, having led the people out of the bondage of Egypt, the Israelites, they were on their way to the land God had promised them in Canaan. And they came to the Red Sea. And it was, it was a, big, a big body of water. They had no boats. And also, the king of Egypt, who had let them go, had decided he couldn't get along without all these slaves. And so he sent his gigantic army that was, had great weapons, great training, great power, the greatest army in the world of that day. He sent them to catch these slaves and bring them back. He changed his mind. And so before them was the Red Sea. Behind them was the army of the Egyptians. They were in a difficult situation. And they began to cry out. They began to murmur. They began to complain. And Moses began to pray. And as he prayed, here's what God told him to tell the people. Listen, this is a good word for you and for me today. Exodus 14, 13. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today. In this now moment, God can make a difference. If today you are in a difficult situation, or God is working in your life in a way, and you don't know exactly what to do today, just say, Lord, I'm going to stand firm and wait for your deliverance right now in my life today. Show yourself strong for me. If you do, it will make a difference. Because what he wants to do, he wants to do now. Also today, just lean on his mercy. Just lean on his grace, whatever you're going through. In the Old Testament, Jeremiah was a prophet of God. And he lived in a time when people were far from God and people neglected God and the things of God. And now a terrible enemy was at the gates of the city of Jerusalem about ready to come in and destroy the city and take over the, the rest of the country. And in the book of Lamentations, which Jeremiah wrote to lament all that was happening, he wrote this in verse three, verse, chapter 3, verse 21. I have hope, he said, 
because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His mercies and compassions are new every morning. You see, God gave me strength to get through yesterday. He'll give me strength for today. He doesn't promise me strength for tomorrow, today. He promises me strength for today. Here's what the Bible says about that. As your days, so will your strength be. In other words, if I need strength for and power and help for Sunday, it's Sunday, I can ask him, he will give it to me. If I need it tomorrow, when tomorrow comes, I can ask for it, he will give it to me. But he only gives me what I need for that day. It's like that bread from from heaven God gave, manna. Manna was a special food for the people while they were in the wilderness, you remember, in the Old Testament. And it came every day. But if they collected more than enough for that day, it decayed and rotted and was useless. They could only collect it for today, to eat today, to provide for today. That's what God wants us to understand about life, that he is able to take care of us today. Lean on his mercy. Also take advantage of your opportunity. Now, I don't know what your opportunities are, but I know today God's got some for you. To be a friend to somebody, to take a step in the right direction, to move forward with God, to follow Christ in baptism, to trust Jesus as your Lord. I don't know, to say a good word to someone, but he's got opportunities for you today. Harlan Sanders was 66 years old, and he was broke, almost flat broke. He had no money. The only income he had was a little check from Social Security for $105 a month. Could hardly live on that. But he had an opportunity. All of his adult years, he had thought about opening a restaurant. And he had remembered his mother's unbelievable fried chicken. She had the greatest fried chicken he had ever put in his mouth. And she had all this special recipe. And he thought, if I could just open a little restaurant and use her recipe for fried chicken, I think people would come and buy it. And so, after a lot of work, borrowing money, getting help from friends and relatives, he opened up a tiny little little restaurant in Salt Lake City, Utah, and he called it Kentucky Fried Chicken after his mom's recipe way back in Kentucky. Today, Harlan Sanders is dead, but his restaurants are everywhere. They're all over the world. Kentucky Fried Chicken, wherever you go, there's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because one man had an opportunity. It didn't look like much, and he didn't have much to do with it, but he just did it, stepped out in faith, and look what happened. That's what Paul's talking about in Ephesians 5 when he says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, and make the most of your opportunity. But also today, listen to God. If we're going to make the most of today, listen to God and obey him. Hebrews 3, 7 reminds us, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. You see, I'm convinced that on every today, someone has the opportunity for life change. Some reject it, some accept it. The Bible tells about one of Paul's preaching ministries in one town, the city of Athens. And the Bible says that some believed and it named several. And then it said others rejected and refused and walked away. 
the ones who believed had their lives changed as they put their faith in Christ. But they had that today moment. They had that today opportunity. They had that right then now time and they did something about it. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, I tell you now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of the Lord's salvation. That's why Isaiah wrote, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. I was reading Thursday or Friday of this week, I forget which, uh, as I had finished the message for today and was thinking about it, I was reading a, a fairly new book by Max Licato called Anxious for Nothing. And in that book, I found this statement that he made that fits so perfectly with what we're talking about. He called it today. I think it's on the screen, so follow along. Today, I will live today. Yesterday has passed. Tomorrow is not yet. I'm left with today. So today I will live today. Relive yesterday? No. I will learn from it. I will seek mercy for it. I will take joy in it. But I won't live in it. The sun has set on yesterday. The sun has yet to rise on tomorrow. Worry about the future? To what gain? It deserves a glance, nothing more. I can't change tomorrow until tomorrow. Today, I will live today. I will face today's challenges with today's strength. I will dance today's waltz with today's music. I will celebrate today's opportunities with today's hope. I will trust Jesus today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will, we will, you will rejoice and be glad in it. Pray with me. Bow your head for just a moment and close your eyes to separate yourself from everyone around you in the sense that you are focusing on what God wants to say to your heart. I ask you today, what is there that this day you need to do or you need to say that will make a difference for you and for other people. I don't know what it is. For some of you, I'm convinced that you've been on the fence long enough and this is the day you need to say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Take over my life and be the master and king of my life, my Lord. I need you so much. If you'll do that, he will take over. He will forgive you. He will come into your life through his spirit. He will begin a walk with you. For some of you, you've been sort of kind of just making it as a believer. You haven't been as serious as you should. And you need to this day say, today, Lord, I'm beginning a day-by-day walk with you. See, it's not tomorrow that counts. It's today. So today, make that commitment in your heart. Some of you, it's that forgiveness you need for the past. Or that forgiving someone else you need for the present. Or it's maybe that hurt, that scar that you need to turn into a beauty mark by beginning to share your message of comfort with someone else. Whatever it is God's speaking to you today, write that letter, make that phone call, send that email. Let let someone know you care.